Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? How's uh, how's 2020 treating you? Um, I I don't know. I think I talked about this last week, but it seems like everybody that I talk to and everything I listen to, there's just this sense of excitement about what 2020 is going to bring and in a way that I haven't seen before. So I'm pretty excited about that. I hope you are on board, especially if you're listening to this in real time. So episode 110 today, when to tell your boss you're looking for a new job. I often get questions about where do these topics come from and where do I get the information and 90%, no, 99% of the time, the information comes directly from my brain. I get the ideas from either what I what my clients are asking me about or what I'm seeing on social media from people that are writing into me, whatever it may be. And this one actually came from a specific client who wanted to start looking for a job and didn't know what was appropriate in terms of how how and when to communicate that to his boss. And the answer is there is no one right reason. So I want to give you the considerations today in thinking about that. So unlike most episodes, I did use some sources today to help um, kind of expand on what I know about this topic. And the three articles that I pulled from were, one was from ZipRecruiter.com, another was from Indeed, and a third was from TheMuse.com. So if you want to look up those sites and see more information on this topic, you can. Before I get started on these considerations on when to tell your boss you're looking for a new job, hey, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's kick it up a notch and get those listeners up. I think I shared with you... Oh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago that I've got some pretty lofty goals for downloads on this podcast. So help me out as I have helped you out with great content. Hook me up. Thanks. All right. So the first consideration is evaluating your relationship with your boss. So really thinking about what kind of a relationship and track record the two of you have. So if you have a supportive boss, you can let him know that you're looking for more different better whatever responsibilities he or she and I'm going to use the male gender so forgive me ladies I'm going to go with to keep it simple I'm just going to go with the male gender so he your boss might help you explore other opportunities with your organization maybe there's an opportunity to move up in the organization that you didn't know about or or within your department that he would create for you you don't know or he might, and I've seen this happen a lot with my clients, they they can't offer them what they're looking for, but they are willing to help them leverage their own network to help you get a job outside of the company. So they're basically saying, hey, we know we don't have anything that you're looking for here at ABC Company, but let me leverage my extensive network to help you look outside. So you might also need to let your boss know when you get to the point where references are going to be checked. So maybe you didn't feel comfortable telling him up front that you were looking for a new job, but now we're at the point where they want to check references. So now you're going to have to let your boss know. And the important thing there is that you really have to have that sit down with your boss before he gets the call from the perspective employer, because you do not want to, that's really kind of a form of burning bridges. If he doesn't know that you're even looking for a job, And there he comes and gets a a reference check. 
So there's also another benefit of letting your boss know early in the process. I think you kind of leave the door open when you do that. So in other words, if you don't blindside him by saying, hey, here's my, my notice, you might there might be an opportunity for a different full-time job down the road. Uh, I had a client recently who was hired back to his former employee in a contract capacity. Because that relationship was undamaged when he left, He that door was open and his boss called back and said, hey, would you like to do some contract work? So you really want to minimize the chance of burning a bridge. I've had, I had an employee early, this is back when I worked at Columbus State University, and it was so interesting, and I think back now at how intent he seemed to be on burning a bridge. He was going into a completely different line of work with a completely different, you know, not an educational institution. And he kind of went out of his way to burn bridges with me, the university, to the point where he actually, he actually said that he was going out to his truck one day. This was maybe... I don't know, it was probably the week he was leaving, but it was earlier in the week than, than it was supposed to be his last day. And he never came back. So that became our joke around the office is if, if I got, you know, if we got frustrated, something we're like, I'm just going to go to my truck because apparently you don't come back from that. So you really don't want to burn that bridge whenever possible. Now, I recognize that there's all kinds of nuances here all kinds of situations, but if you can lead with the idea that if possible, I don't want to burn this bridge, it will serve you. So number one is really thinking about what is your relationship like with your boss. So another consideration is what's the company culture like? Is this a company that is a very close-knit family, maybe a very small organization where people kind of do things together outside of work? You're more like a family than a work relationship. Do people tend to stay there for years and years? That's going to help you kind of understand, okay, how will my leaving be viewed by the company and by that culture? What impact will it have on the company as a whole? And so that's something you want to factor in. Another piece of that is how has your boss reacted to previous employees leaving? So if you've worked there long enough, maybe you've seen your boss experience another employee leaving the company. And was he you know, supportive? Was he angry? Was he, did he seem to be kind of vindictive? So those behaviors with other employees are going to be pretty good indicators of what you can expect when you tell them. And it may really inform when you want to tell your boss. So the next consideration is really how do you feel? So at some point in this process, I really want you to check your gut about whether to tell your boss. You know, there's the one side of it is I'm I'm not risking that he's going to say, okay, get out today, or he's going to treat me like a short-termer. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But on the other hand, do I feel like I'm having to kind of weave elaborate lies about, you know, where I go, what I'm doing, why I'm stepped out, you know, sometimes whatever you're having to do to kind of conduct a job search while you're working. So really thinking about, okay, on balance, do I think it's going to cause more problems to tell him or is it going to cause more problems not to tell him? So really checking your gut about that. The next consideration is <laughs> don't tell by showing. And this is a big one that I have worked with my clients on. You know, if you're somebody who is in, let's say, a, a pretty casual work environment and one day you show up in a suit and then you say you need to take a long lunch. Well, guess what? Everybody knows you're going for a job interview. So you really want to not telegraph that. And that's going to include looking for jobs online while you're at work, not only because somebody can walk by maybe and see what you're doing, but a lot of companies will keep track of that 
uh, what, what activity, online activity their employees are having. Also, you know, if you have to make or take phone calls related to your job search, you want to do that outside of the building and in a way that doesn't telegraph, you know, I'm going out take, outside to take a job related phone call. And definitely watch what you put on social media relative to anything that might tip your hand that you're in a job search. So as far as the wardrobe thing, if you have to change clothes to go to a job interview, make sure you take those clothes with you, change outside of the office, or just take a half a day or even an entire day off uh, for those job interviews. So really be careful about you know, a, a drastic change in appearance. So let's talk about the potential downfalls of telling your boss too soon. So if you don't have a great relationship with your boss, experts that I read really didn't recommend that you would share the news. So, and there's a couple reasons for this. So once you're kind of perceived as a short timer, they may think that you're not going to really fully engage and it may color their perception of your job performance. So even if you don't slack off, there may be a perception that you have slacked off based on the knowledge that you are a short timer. What they may also do is, you know, there may be an opportunity for a great assignment, a great promotion or a great um, project that you will not be considered for because, of course, they're afraid you're going to leave midway through it. And, you know, you never know how long a job search is going to take. The other thing that can happen is that you can get out there and look for a job and decide that what you have currently is really better than what's out in the market and you don't want to leave. And of course, if you've already told your boss, that's going to be a little bit trickier to, to pull off. So I always tell my clients, don't say or do anything that's going to harm you unless it's a done deal, right? So, so if you're in doubt, you know, and thinking about the potential upside of telling your boss early that you've started looking for a job versus not telling them, you know, what, what is your situation in the company? What are the opportunities that might be available to you if they don't know that you're, you know, you kind of have one foot out the door, so to speak. So there's also, of course, the, the consequences of not being upfront. So, you know, on the one hand we have, they're going to be see me as a short timer. I'm not going to get plum assignments. It's going to color their perception of my job performance. On the other hand, it may be increasingly difficult to keep that a secret, which we talked about a little while ago, and you may feel like you're a double agent kind of thing. And you also want to think about, okay, based on how I'm conducting my job search and where I'm conducting it and the people that I'm talking to and all of those things, is there a chance that my boss and or my coworkers will find out even though I haven't told them yet? And what is that impact going to be? So you really have a lot of things to consider, which is really all I wanted to do in this, in this episode was give you the considerations, the factors to think about in making this decision for yourself. Finally, I wanted to talk about how you tell your boss. So let's assume that you're, you're going to speak to your boss. Now, this could be telling him early on that you are going to start a job search. It could be telling him kind of in the middle, hey, I have been looking for a new job and one of the companies has interviewed me. They want to check references. They're going to be calling you soon. Or it could be you going in at the time of tendering your resignation. So there are some factors, some kind of universal things, and we're going to talk about those. So number one, you want to do this in person. So request an in-person meeting. This is just good kind of professional etiquette. You can have a dialogue. Now you're going to have a written letter. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But this is a chance to dialogue about this and leave in the best possible foot. And it also allows you to discuss exit strategies, which I'm also going to talk about here in a minute. 
So number two, as you present to him in person, which is also going to be in your resignation letter, you're going to outline your reasons for looking elsewhere or quitting, but you're going to keep a very positive spin on it. So you're not going to say, you know, the company's let me down or this sucks, the boss sucks, none of that. You're going to talk about, I'm leaving to pursue other opportunities. I plan to move to a new city for personal reasons. I'm, I've decided to change career fields. I've decided to go back to graduate school, whatever the case may be, but keep it very positive. We're going to talk in a minute about that constructive feedback, but right now this is all very positive. So when you let your boss know specifically what you're leaving for, he or she may be able to make concessions to accommodate your desires. So there's always that chance, especially if you tell them early, that they may be able to do something about that that would keep you. Now, you may not be interested in staying there, but if you are, that's something to think about. And at the very least, you're giving him feedback that will be important to him as a manager, right? So, you know, I was able to get a job pay that makes 25% more, or I, I'm, I'm checked out the you know, the market rates and I feel like I'm, you know, underpaid for the work I do. So again, you're not, you're not targeting anyone. You're not saying anything negative about the company or the boss, but you are stating the fact that I believe I can make more money. Uh, I, based on the research that I've done. Number three, you want to give at least two weeks notice. That's standard courtesy. Some companies will want more. Some people will want more. I will tell you, I gave way too much notice when I left Truman State University because I thought it was the right thing to do. I had an inflated sense of self. I thought that I had so much to do before I left. And I told them right after Christmas and I wasn't leaving. I came back in January, gave the gave notice to my boss who did not know I was looking. I which I actually wasn't looking. I was starting my own, you know, just doing my business full time. So it wasn't anything to look for. But I decided to do it after the holidays. I told her in January and I didn't leave until March, early March. So I had like two full months where I was lame duck and it was weird. I don't recommend it. It was it was a very strange experience and I definitely wouldn't do it that way again. Number four, offer to facilitate the transition. So what can you do to help your boss with this transition? Does he need your help in identifying some potential candidates, whether those are internal or external? Absolutely complete as many projects as you can and on those, especially those that it makes sense for you to complete. There may be some that are in the works where it makes more sense for the new person to pick it up and run with it. But if you can, you want to complete uh, projects. You want to outline the requirements and the next steps for projects that you won't be able to complete. So if it's a really long project, you're not going to be able to complete it. Or again, it doesn't make sense for you to complete it. Then outline that gives some parameters and some guidance to your, your replacement. Maybe you train a current employee to temporarily handle some of your responsibilities. So if there's going to be a gap and they're going to put someone in there in the gap, then who is that and can you help train them? You might also be able to help train the new employee if they arrive before you leave. I've even seen where, you know, you make yourself available to offer answer questions or provide some small training for someone even after you've gotten your new job and you're working elsewhere. Again, it's on a very case-by-case -case basis. So if that makes sense to you and it makes sense for your employer, that's a really nice thing for you to offer. Typically, there's not going to be any compensation for that, although I suppose that's a possibility. Usually, it's just kind of out of the goodness of your heart. And I certainly have made myself open as I have left positions. I've gotten calls six months, a year later from the person who took my job with just a question that you know, was something that only the previous director knew and, and they reached out to me to ask. And of course, I was glad to answer those questions. 
Number five, you want to express gratitude for what you got at that company. Even if you're gritting your teeth about the situation that you're leaving, have you developed certain skills? Have you made professional contacts and, and been involved in professional associations? What is it that you can be grateful for? And then you want to express that both in the in-person meeting and then when you tender your resignation. And then, as I mentioned earlier, that constructive feedback piece. So most companies will have some sort of an exit interview, and it's often with human resources, and they may ask you some specific questions. It may be like a very structured process, or it may be just kind of open-ended. But this is your chance to give constructive feedback. Now, I do not encourage this to turn into a bitch session, and I have seen it happen. This is my chance to let loose on my boss. That does not serve you. Where is the line? The line is with the facts and not your opinion of those facts, not your thoughts about those facts. So here are some areas that you might provide feedback on. Your experience in the department, your job responsibilities, the training you received or didn't receive, the company culture and policies, relationships with your managers, manager managers, all of those people. And then relationships with coworkers. And what I mean by that is, you know, a relationship with coworker could be, again, very factual. So I think that if we had more frequent meetings, you know, if we met at least once a week briefly, we would get to know each other better. We would learn more about what each other does and we would be able to help each other better. That's very different from, you know, the guy in the cubicle next to me was not nice. So you want your feedback to be specific constructive and honest and as I said not a bitch session um, or a stick it to your boss section stick it to a former co-worker there is no upside to you for doing that so stay factual and then number seven at the point that you are tendering your resignation you want to provide a former formal printed letter of resignation and I've got one that I'm going to kind of read for you in a minute but here are the components that it needs to have number one the date you are submitting the resignation letter so if it's a letter you can just date it and that'll solve the problem number two you want to have what is your last day in office going to be and typically this is something or ideally anyway this is something you have discussed with the boss and agreed on it because there's there's oftentimes a little wiggle room and that wiggle room could be based on pay cycles it could be based on you know so and so is going to be on vacation can you stay three more days kind of thing now doesn't mean you absolutely have to do these things but having that conversation with your boss and agreeing on that exit date ahead of the resignation letter increases the chance that you're not burning those bridges so if it's just a matter of a day or two or some other little concession in your exit date it may very well be worth it not to burn that bridge uh, so last day in office then express expression of gratitude so again kind of what you said in the in the meeting I want to thank you for blah blah and blah and then the offer to help with the transition so here's an example dear Jan I have greatly appreciated my time at ABC Incorporated these past three years and I want to inform you that my final day will be Friday August 16th during my time at ABC I have gained valuable connections and expanded my skill set which has allowed me to grow and pursue more advanced opportunities in my career. I am very grateful for the experiences I have had here. If I can help you in any way during this transition, please let me know. 
I am happy to answer questions and provide training and support over my final two weeks. I wish you all the best. And with that last paragraph, if you've talked to your boss and you're submitting this letter after that, then you could include the specifics of the transition that you've offered. I would say it in written form in as loose a terms as possible. You know, after having spoken with you, we agreed that I would help with the transition process or I will help train my replacement or something very basic. Don't get down in the weeds because then you're kind of, you've kind of committed to that in writing and I don't think that's necessary or, or appropriate. So keep it vague. But again, if there are a little bit more specifics that you can put in the letter because you've already talked to your boss before submitting the letter, then do so. So I hope this gives you some kind of food for thought on the considerations of when to tell your boss. This time of the year is the biggest hiring push of the year going through kind of mid-March. So there's going to be a lot of this activity. The, the economy is healthy. Jobs are plentiful. People are moving around. And so there's going to be a good chance that some of you out there will be doing this in 2020, perhaps only in the next couple of months. So hopefully you can kind of think about these considerations and decide when is the right time to share that you are leaving with your boss. So as always, I want to be your career coach. So you can look in the show notes, get the link to my calendar. And what we do in that call is we talk about where you're at now, where you want to be in the next 12 months. What are what have you done already, if anything, to get there? And then I prescribe for you. I create a prescription based on the information that you've given me of what I think serves you best. I'm not trying to sell you on a package with me. I am trying to sell you on yourself and on getting help and support in achieving your career goals. If that's with me and we think it's a good fit to work with together, I'm going to tell you that. But if I don't, you're going to have great information to go forward and get that help from someone. So check out the show notes, get that link and uh, and set up an appointment with me. Find me on social. Uh, Lisa Edwards at LinkedIn.com. Uh, make sure you spell my name right. L-E-S-A. Uh, Facebook is Exclusive Career Coaching. And you can find me on Instagram at Lisa.Edwards. See you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.